and welcome to another episode of Relatively Relatable. I'm your host, Sarah Chappay. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So, Jake. <clears throat> so, Sarah. So I thought we, I thought we had a uh, run away with oh, that. Oh yeah, we had an opportunity to really. Apparently, we can't stick to away. anything. No, 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 no. I don't know how to transition well. Mm. Clearly. That's okay. So this week, though, I had a uh, a moment where I was talking with Ashley in the car, and I was hyper aware of what my voice sounded like yeah and then i listened to our last episode of the podcast and now i feel like i don't want to speak you know why it's like when you watch a video of yourself and you're like is that what i sound like (laughs) and that's just as we were doing the intro i was like what can you do and after listening to your guys' new podcast, all three of you have like smooth, like jazz, late night radio talk <laughs> show voices. And I feel mm. like, ugh, mine's like nails on a chalkboard in comparison. Well, everybody thinks their own voice is nails on chalkboard. True. Like I, I hate the sound of my own voice in the mic too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My new podcast is called Similar Vein, for those of you who are wondering. <laughs> Shameless plug. Feel free to go check it out. <laughs> Me and the Talbot brothers. It's, good it's way more interesting than ours. I don't know about that. Okay. It's just, uh, you know. It's just different. As if people didn't have enough podcasts to listen to. It's just another arrow in your quiver of options. It is, yeah. I like listening to it when I uh, do design work because... Like I li- I really like the Popcast uh podcast, but that's driving. That's a driving one because it's like high mm. energy and I cannot focus mm-hmm. when I'm listening to it. Yes. But your guys's is like it's just like having like I don't know, someone I don't know, like those like calm apps, those sleeping apps talking to you. <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> yeah. a lullaby. Yeah. Mm. So, Does that mean it's boring? No, it's just you guys' energy is all very uh, like low vibe. So, mm. okay, yes, <laughs> I'm not sure how how to interpret this, but it's good. Okay, it's a different it's a different vibe from all my other ones because normally I can't listen to podcasts when I work because they're all too like high energy. But your guys' uh-huh. is, is just so like calm and soothing. In like the least creepy way that can sound. Okay. Well, I appreciate appreciate the positive feedback. That's like an ad for your new podcast on our podcast. Hey, we've talked about this podcast on that podcast, so true. You know, no I'm name drops pod, though. I'm just a pod podular guy. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So since I'm bad at transitions, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into our topic. Yep. Hard cut. (laughs) So this week, Jake and I are finally getting into it. TikTok. 
Mm. We're having a debate because I thought I was texting Jake about it and we were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, this is great content. Yeah, we wasted it on the texts. (laughs) I'll have to go back and read through the text. I don't remember what I said. So I thought it would be good for us to discuss and dissect why. I feel like TikTok is very polarizing. So Um, why it's polarizing. It kind of is, but I feel like social media kind of in general, like any social media app tends to be that way. Yeah. Like people either love them or they hate them. So do you want to describe what TikTok is or would you like me to do that? You probably should because you're the one that uses it. I've literally <laughs> never opened it. Okay. So everything you say is immediately invalid now. No, that's not true. <laughs> I've witnessed enough of them. Okay. You know. So TikTok is essentially Instagram but videos, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it's literally only 15 to 16. <laughs> 15 to 60. <laughs> 15 to 60 second videos. Um, and it ranges from any type of content you can find. TikTok is very well known for the quote unquote dancing TikToks, but there are sub, like Reddit, there's subcultures of the app that you can get into. Subcultures or subcategories? Subcategories. And um, the algorithm is one of the I read an article that said it was one of the best in the game because it is so pinpointed to the user's uh, usage. And so all of your Mm. videos become curated on videos that you interact with, people that you follow. So you eventually will only see the things you like. Therefore, I rarely ever see dancing videos because I don't interact with them. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's a quick and dirty version of TikTok. It's can range from just like people posting silly stuff and like silly stuff with their friends to like highly edited movie trailer looking like videographers doing these videos with, you know, editing softwares and uploading it to TikTok or people editing it straight in the app. Yeah. Wide range. Um, Is there a time limit on how long your videos are? 60, 15 to 60 seconds. Mm. Like I said. That's too long. (laughs) <laughs> well, they can be shorter, but 60 is the is the max. So people do comment and say like if there's a 60 second video and it's like people will say like there's no way this was 60 seconds because it feels so much longer. Mm. Like if someone's like telling a story or like Uh-oh. if there's like a lot going on, someone's like there's no way this was 60 seconds. It felt like three hours and it's just like right. a joke that like how did you pack all that into a minute? Right. So that is TikTok. So originally TikTok was the app Musical.ly. Um, I don't know if you know what that app was, but Mm-mm. Musical.ly was basically just people lip syncing over video or over like lyrics and stuff, lyrics, songs. And <laughs> right. there was a very distinct like, vibe and like style to how people were doing it and it was like 2014 2015 so people will sometimes recreate those to like make fun of the old like style because it was just so bad Mm. um it was very like choppy and like but so then musically started to die and tiktok bought it and relaunched it so tiktok had already existed and musically already existed 
I am not sure they, about or that. Or did they rebrand it? I think they rebranded it. They uh, Somebody else bought them and they rebranded as TikTok. Yeah, that somebody else is called China. <laughs> yeah, it is. So there's also uh, for TikTok a lot of references of Vine. So if there's mm-hmm. a TikTok that um, is especially funny or quirky or like it's a saying that sticks, people mm-hmm. will comment and say this has Vine energy because it means that it has that similar like punch that Vines had. Yeah. I didn't, I was never in the Vine world. That was you. See, I was deep, deep in the vines. So what would you say like a vine energy video would be? Do you know of any of the like um classic vines that people reference? Uh, um I can't really remember any of the classic like vine memes off the top of my head. But the thing about Vine that was so dope was at the very beginning, I can't remember if they had if they eventually changed it, but at the very beginning it could only be six seconds long. Oh, that's so, so short. That's why like there's kind of this like really fast paced like punchline mm-hmm. cadence to Vine style videos um, because you could only get it in six seconds. Mm-hmm. So there was none of this like um, beating around the bush, watching a girl dance like dead behind the eyes for <laughs> 60 seconds to some song, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It was all like uh, I was a big fan of Vine basically right when it had started when like a um, hundred views on a video was like front page material. Like yeah. that was viral basically. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you know, you could only have six seconds. You could kind of, you could do like the stop and start thing. So you could do mm-hmm. like little clips within six seconds, which was kind of cool. Um, but at that point it was so, there was nobody really doing it. And it was so unknown, I guess that, this was all before people started making money off of it. Yeah. So all it was was people, like just a fresh creative platform. Like people were just doing silly things or being really creative with this really, really short format um, approach, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, I was a big fan of Vine. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to look up some uh, classic Vine memes, but the, the ones that I liked the most were the ones that were like, not really all that scripted or meme mm-hmm. They were just mm-hmm. like, usually it was YouTubers that I really liked because I was really into, you know, YouTube sketch comedy at the time. Yeah. Um, usually it was people that were doing that that were just like being silly on Vine in yeah. kind of a shorter version of what they were already doing on YouTube. So, um, yeah. So there's like a lot of big name, I would say, YouTubers or influencers now that got their start in vine like logan paul was a vine person Mm -hmm. and like jake paul uh Mm -hmm. and then there's a couple tiktokers that i follow that were vine viners or whatever uh and that's where they got their start and so when they moved to tiktok they got this huge following again right um yeah yeah it was kind of crazy like it's always crazy for me to think about how this thing, because Vine doesn't even exist anymore. I don't even mm-hmm. think you can download the app and like look at old Vines anymore. But this thing that doesn't even exist anymore made people basically like insanely wealthy. And some of them don't even do like influencer-y things anymore. Like some of yeah. them are like straight up like TV stars or movie stars now because they yeah. started dicking around on this little app 
when yeah. they're in like high school or college or something. Or like, you know, like Logan Paul um, is just like an internet sensation now and he definitely got started on Vine. Yeah. Even though he has had a rough <laughs> reputation. Yeah, but I mean, he's definitely in the spotlight. Like he's a oh, celebrity. for sure. Yeah. He's like trying to fight Floyd Mayweather now just because he's like some idiot on the internet. Oh, probably makes a lot of money doing that. Yeah, he definitely does. So that's for sure. So what is your, I mean, we can probably all deduce, <laughs> but what is your overall stance on the existence of TikTok? Okay. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I downloaded TikTok like every other millennial at the beginning of quarantine because I had seen a couple things popping up on Twitter. Because if you remember from our earlier podcast episodes, I was deep into Twitter right around that time. Mm-hmm. And so I kept seeing TikToks popping up there. And so I was like, well, I'll just download it because I have nothing else to do. Yeah. And I've been hooked ever since. I think I have a love-hate relationship with it because I didn't understand how addicting it was. Until my day is gone, because all I've done is watch TikToks. Sure. And there's a little guy that pops up, and he goes, hold on, you've been watching for way too long. And that usually means you've been watching for like an hour straight. Jeez. And when I first started, I thought that you couldn't keep using the app when he would pop up. So I would like exit the app and do something else (laughs) and come back. And now I've realized you can just keep scrolling past him. Uh, So I don't even listen to his, I see him pop up. I'm like, whatever, man. Yeah, it's like the time the time limit you could set on your phone for specific yeah. apps. And it's, yeah, my Instagram one, and it. I just yeah hit snooze. Yeah, I eventually just turned it off. Cause, yeah, yeah. So I love. Okay, I love TikTok because I found like the niche that I want to be in. So mm. I have like really funny stuff popping up on my TikTok, and um, I like to follow it for like tutorials. So there's like fifteen to 30 second tutorials on like procreate or Instagram or graphic design. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's super digestible. Like I hate sitting down and watching a 30 minute YouTube tutorial on procreate when it's like, I just want something really quick that I can watch maybe several times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that doesn't always work because like some information definitely gets left out. But other times if I'm just looking for like how to add a shadow, it's nice to have something really quick rather than like, okay, now let's open Procreate. Let's download right. Procreate. Right. Um, so I like it for that. I. So when I first started watching at the beginning of quarantine, it was also right when um, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement was happening. And it was very interesting for me to watch other people's perspectives on it in a really quick digestible way, as well as seeing how like the youth Gen Z was processing all of this at the time. I'm super disconnected from that. I don't interact with anybody else because I work from home. So to get something that was outside of just like Twitter news or like Facebook that I follow, friends that I follow, and just getting like other opinions was really interesting to me. Um, But it can be a lot. I had to eventually like stop for a while during that time Mm -hmm. because it was just, and like I interacted with it less and less and it stopped showing up on my feed. Right. Um, But yeah, otherwise I love it for some vampire diaries 
rewatch. Um, there's people on there that dress up like characters and they make fun of certain like scenes of stuff or movies or act like Jersey Shore characters. And like that, I love it. And it's nostalgic. And so how long did yeah. you have to like invest into this before it figured out who you were and what you wanted to see? Like 20 was it minutes. Like, oh, really? It was that it's quick? very quick. So if I am seeing like a lot of dancing videos starting to pop up and I'm like not interacting with them within like 15 minutes, I won't see them anymore. Really? But I also use it enough. So like if you don't use it a lot, it might be a little bit longer, but it still eventually does weed it out. Yeah. Or if I watch something that's like Nebraska related, I will start to see more Nebraska accounts coming up, which is funny because I'm like, oh, is this a Nebraska? Like I don't even realize that it's like <laughs> feeding me these things now. Interesting. Yeah. How is, how is it different? Like you said seeing how a different demographic of people are processing things. What is what is the demographic difference? Like, does that question make sense? Like, to me, the same people that are using TikTok are the same people that are, like, addicted to Instagram because it's, like, they're connected, aren't they? Like they people, are not People connected. upload, people post TikToks to Instagram, though. So Instagram Reels is only 15 seconds. And I think they just launched a beta of the 60 second one. So you can't really upload all of your TikToks to Instagram. But I mean, if they're longer than 15 seconds, are they even worth watching? Sometimes. Mm. Depending on what the content is. Like I love messy TikTok and it's just people's drama that they air out on TikTok. I love it. And it's just, it's like reality TV, but. See, I also hate reality TV. Well, then just don't interact with those ones. Or I could just not interact with any of them. See, the interesting thing to me here is that you downloaded this bef- or like right when quarantine happened. Mm-hmm. Right when quarantine started, I got rid of all of my social media. Yeah, I know. So like, <laughs> We went in opposite directions. We took very opposite, opposite approaches here because, yeah. I mean, this was my dopamine dose that I inject into my eyeballs comes from Instagram <laughs> generally. <laughs> And I was spending so much time on Instagram that I was like aggressively unhappy, just like super depressed for whatever reason. That could be probably a whole other video or podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately, so people have been saying that. Um, So yeah, I, I mean... I think that is really when it started to pick up popularity, at least in our age group. Yeah. The pandemic, um, mm-hmm. the beginning of the pandemic. And I, I'm i not going to lie. Like at first I was intrigued just because of how much I loved Vine. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, it'd be super fun to start making like those sketches that I used to make. And like, because mm-hmm. um, I think I'm pretty funny and I have like, <laughs> I, I, I make some pretty funny little videos that I usually send to people on Snapchat sometimes. Yeah. But, um, I just knew that it would probably consume me like most other social media platforms tend to do. And this was at a time in my life where I was trying to be very cognizant of the way that I spend my time mm-hmm. and not developing any new addictions because I have I have plenty of them already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are days where I all I do is spend time on TikTok and my brain hurts by the end of the day because Mm. you just don't blink and I don't listen to the little guy that tells me I've watched too much of it. But like the stuff you are saying that like the stuff you 
those little quick sketches or whatever that you send or those funny things on Snapchat would kill on TikTok. It's the exact stuff that like I watch a lot of or like goes, I would say semi to viral. And that's what a lot of this stuff is right now is these people doing like just weird random things from the pits of their brain. (laughs) Right. Because what else are we going to do? Yeah, and it's totally different from like Instagram to and I don't even want to say Facebook anymore because I wouldn't say you go viral really on Facebook. The things that are going dead, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, it's so totally different from Instagram because it's not curated. Like you're not spending, you might be spending hours on a video, but it has a longer shelf life. So for people who are trying to be influencers or promote products or things like that, it has a shelf life more like Pinterest that like a video from 90 to 180 days ago will go, it'll pick back up and go viral. Mm. Whereas Instagram, the shelf life of a post is like an hour to two hours and the algorithm feeds it back out. Right. So for like, there's a girl that I follow on Instagram and TikTok and I actually found her because of her TikTok account and she's a social media manager and all of that. So I started following her on Instagram And she was saying that she is making like passive revenue from TikTok just because these videos keep getting played and you can watch, you know, Mm -hmm. um, over and over. So from that perspective, it's like creatively, it's totally different Mm -hmm. than like Instagram and YouTube. It's not like these 30 minutes. You're not trying to make these long videos to get revenue. Sure. Um, and you know that like, if you put a lot of work into it, it could eventually pay off. Whereas Instagram, there are times I spend hours and hours and hours crafting a post and it like flops and you're like, well, what the frick am I doing? And it's like so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. So. What is the, what is the, the means of generating revenue though? Like I understand on YouTube there's ads at play or you can have like Mm -hmm. sponsored content. I don't even remember how people made money on Vine. I guess they had sponsored Vines. Yeah. But there was no like direct, you know, ads that played. So how does TikTok do that? Is it the same where you like work with companies directly or is there some built-in revenue stream with the platform? So they have like that you can have a sponsored or like ad post. Um, If you have enough followers i'm assuming you get sponsorship deals from that and stuff but they just released the creative or tiktok creator and you get paid per like view by tiktok yeah so if they so i'm assuming tiktok has sponsors or ads and there's there's ads that come up um on your feed but it looks like a tiktok so sometimes I watch an entire ad because I thought it was a TikTok. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wow, smooth. Yeah, so like Bumble is like a big one on there and it comes up and it's like people from The Bachelor that are like, hi, I'm on Bumble. And I'm like, no, you're mm, not. You're not on Bumble. Me. But so they have those. Um, and so I'm assuming that's what helps pay for the creator account. And so you'll see people that'll post things like, if you watch this, if 100 people watch this 100 times, I'll be able to buy a new car, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's how they're getting money is based off of, I think, views. Mm-mm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't have it because I don't. You don't want to be a TikToker? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the creative mind for it. What? 
I don't have the quick like um, punchline, like funny comedy that like mm. the ones that I like and the ones that I could be good at is like super saturated, like the travel vlogger, like very aesthetically pleasing ones. Yeah. Takes way too much time that I'm, I already spend on Instagram. But don't you feel like if you consume it so regularly that you could figure out the formula? Like you could be good yeah, at it? I could, but I also, I don't know. What you would I do with, what? with money? What would you do with money? <laughs> I mean, like what, what would I be creating? Like I don't travel, so my niche isn't like travel vlogging. Yeah. The the trick is to like find your like subcategory that you're wanting to blow up in. The people right. who blow up, so it's called the for you page. That's where your like explore page like Instagram is and that's mm-hmm. what's being curated for you. Mm-hmm. Those are like like hit, like one hit wonders and like right. then that's when you start to follow people and that's usually if they get big it's cuz they're making those quick like one of these girls that I follow, she gets on and she just posts rapid fire all night, 15 second videos of just these random thoughts in her head. That's what I used to do on Vine. I would yeah. make like three or four little Vine sketches in a day. Yeah. I would, I would think about them all week. They were never any good, but I would think about them all week. And then like on Saturdays when I had nothing to do, uh, instead of doing my homework in high school, I would just mm-hmm. do these. And I did them a little bit in college, but um, college was when it was really starting to to turn Die. to hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I could not stand Vine by the end of it. Like I I had deleted it before they canceled it. So what happened to it that made it like go downward? It just got ruined by well so eventually it was no longer like eventually it got to be where you could upload videos that you had already made just mm-hmm. onto Vine. Mm-hmm. So they became these like hyper produced, you know, people would make videos in Premiere Pro or in After Effects and like just upload them to Vine. And it completely just ruined the essence of the app. Like at its core at the very beginning, the coolest part about it was like you weren't pre-recording a video and then uploading it. You were using the app to record the video. Mm -hmm. And like you would hold down the screen to start capturing video and then you would when you would release it, it would stop. And that's how Mm -hmm. you could do like these stop motion or these like jump cut things. But basically, you had to have the app open at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> if you closed out of the app, I think eventually you could like save drafts, which was super mm-hmm. nice. But at the very beginning, if you closed out of the app, I'm pretty sure it just like deleted everything. Oh, so there was this, there was just this, um, like this really interesting creativity that was behind it all. Yeah. That like everybody was on the same playing field at yeah. that point because everybody had the same resource of just that app. Mm-hmm. Um, once they made it so that you could start uploading things, like the only requirement was a, that the video was the right length. Um, you didn't have to do it in the app anymore. Like there was still really cool stuff and like you still were um, working in the constraints of like, I think they eventually increased it to like 30 seconds or something. I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I'm kind of talking out of my butt cause I don't really remember, <laughs> but I remember they did extend the time limit at one point. It was never it was never a minute, I don't think. So it was still yeah. like this cool creative constraint, but it then made it so that like this is when people started to start like really separating themselves and making yeah. money off of it because these were the people that, you know, had access to they were shooting stuff on DSLR cameras and then yeah. like uploading it to Premiere Pro and then 
doing all these fancy edits and then uploading it to Vine. So the barrier of entry at that point was like, oh, well, I have to be a cinematographer that's just Mm -hmm. recording or like making a 15 second sketch versus just like being generally creative. Yeah. And that's not to say that like that should be an excuse for people that want to get into something. Like, I think it's easy to say, well, I don't have all these resources, so I can't do it. Like, you could still make vines the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. But people became a lot more engaged with like the really highly produced stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, at that point, like, maybe TikTok is a little bit more subtle about the brands, like sponsorship and stuff. But yeah. at that point in TikTok, it was just like every other in TikTok vine. was, uh, oh, yeah, every other vine. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, every other vine was just like this sponsored post for like Clorox or something stupid. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it was the same thing where they were all, because there were these people that you followed that were making these ads for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then their entire page just became straight ads and it was very like inauthentic and it just wasn't mm-hmm. as fun anymore. So I don't know. That's when it started to die. I kind of, once it crossed over to like, kind of at the same time when people started like being able to make money off of Instagram. This is the mm-hmm. same time where I started to like get sick of Instagram too. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Instagram just like had me by the <laughs> hooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like with Vine, that's like you said is right when like in- influencers were starting to become a thing. Mm. Whereas TikTok now it's like people know how to be an influencer. They know people don't want ads constantly on their page. Right. From their in like people they're following. Right. And I think the unique thing with TikTok is that you can have both sets because that's how you make a TikTok is you open the app and you film and you cut, like you stop filming and you can cut to something else. Yeah. So some people will like film in the app and then like upload a picture or like whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they're they have those two camps of these people who are creating super highly intricate videos and they're like you know really aesthetically pleasing and then there's people that are just recording straight in the app or taking it from snapchat and putting it in the app so it's like even crappier right and um but depending on what you want to see that's what you're going to see and the ones that actually are more highly produced seem to do a little bit worse from the algorithm it's almost like tiktok's Mm. trying to force them into like creator mode Mm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah there's people that are doing like just transition videos or just loop videos so that you don't know when it starts and stops. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember um, doing that on Vine. Because that was the other thing too. The Vine's always looped. Yeah. So like if you could nail a perfect loop. Yes. Oh, you were, it's so you were, satisfying uh, to watch. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, that musicians used to do that all the time. Naturally, yeah. they would, you know, try to show off their chops with a, a perfectly looping Vine. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen TikTok has been it might just be during quarantine and TikTok's relatively new. So it's hard to know how much quarantine has affected their success, but yeah. it stood the test of time. I have not deleted it once. <laughs> okay. um, there's people for that are like independent artists or um, aren't signed and they're like trying to get signed and they're like uploading their own stuff to Spotify. Mm-hmm. They go on to TikTok and they make a 15 to 60 second video of like a little music video that they made like themselves or it's just their song playing and they've gotten signed now. They went 
massively viral because people loved the, because you can, you know, put music to the videos. Right. And they were just getting popularity because people were using the sound. Mm. And then people go to Spotify and look for the sound. And Mm -hmm. there's actually people that I have found from TikTok that I like listen to now. Yeah. So it's, it's just super interesting. It's totally different from Instagram. No one would be able to make it big like that on Instagram because yeah. you'd be commenting on people's... Like if you just made a Instagram account for like your video or music and you posted it, no one would see it because you have no followers. Right. But the beauty of TikTok is that it's pushing that immediately out into like this ocean of people. Hmm. And it might... It might not get viewers right away. Like, I'm not saying you're going to go super viral right away. But, like, your mother posted a TikTok because I was teaching her how to make reels for Instagram. And TikTok is just so much easier to edit in. Like, Instagram is too clunky. Like, oh, my gosh. They they really fumbled the pass on that (laughs) because it's a great idea to have a competitor in the app. Right. Or like a competing thing in the app, but man, it sucks to edit in. So mm. I was showing her how to do it in TikTok and then exporting it into Instagram. And she got like 400 views on her TikTok and like 80 likes and comments and stuff and like a bunch of followers just because, which is like in comparison to people who are getting millions, whatever. But like yeah. she's never used TikTok before and she has one video. She so I- she didn't follow anyone and nobody followed her, but she was getting... Yeah traction so. so i've i've heard things about tiktok inflating numbers though like i've heard i don't I, know i don't i mean like i haven't done any research like always when i say things on this podcast I just <laughs> things i've heard before but i heard something that like you could post something to tiktok and get like a million views or or whatever metric they track on that app and that could actually equate to like 10 real people or something. Well, because people can rewatch it so many times. So maybe Well, that. I know, but what I'm saying is I think there was there was something at the beginning, maybe it's not a thing anymore, but where they were they were just like pumping in fake numbers on every post to get people oh. to like keep using it to think like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going viral on this. Like I could start making money." And to like oh. to get it get the app more popular. That might be true right at the beginning, but I don't think it is now. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I everybody I know seems to be on it. But yeah. my biggest thing that I, having never used it, but I'm so against, like, I'm, I'm all for the idea that someone could, like, post their music or, like, these artists or creators of some sort could um, kind of organically be found. Because I agree with you. It's, like, if you start something brand new on Instagram you have to like really hustle hard Mm -hmm. to get people to follow it and then get those people to share it. Like you're Mm -hmm. starting from less than, you're starting from like a negative point. Like it's such an uphill battle. Um, So I'm all for that. But the thing that I can't stand that's like nails on the chalkboard in my mind is when I'm hanging out with a group of people and a song comes, we're listening to music and a song comes on and some girl goes, oh my gosh, it's the TikTok song. (laughs) <laughs> like as if the song was written for TikTok. Like someone, that song is probably like two years old or something, you know? Yeah, a lot of them are very old. And so now there's like this whole genre of music called TikTok songs or whatever mm-hmm. that are just songs that have become popular on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And one of these songs is that Fleetwood Mac song. 
mm-hmm. dreams. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Mm-hmm. There are people that don't e- like don't even know who Fleetwood Mac is. Who yeah, the band a lot is. of the people on the app because they're so young didn't know it was Fleetwood Mac. Right, but they think it's like a new song, and they're calling yeah. them TikTok songs. But that's like a classic song. That's that's like <laughs> one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs, and it's be, just been like bastardized by the internet. Like all these little tweens thinking that they you sound like an old man. I am an old man. I'm a, I'm turning 25 in a couple weeks. Like I'm rounding the corner to geezer dumb. Geezer dumb. I don't uh, know. That yeah, kind of thing, it like is... it's very nitpicky, but that kind of thing bothers me. Just like I as a musician and as someone who like not that I'm, you know, I don't have any songs on Spotify or whatever, but just someone who appreciates that industry, like I'm all for just in any respect giving credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would never be like, oh yeah, this is a TikTok band. No, that's like a band that's been grinding for probably a long time and they caught a break by someone using their song on TikTok. Or mm-hmm. in Fleetwood Mac's case, like they're now making millions of dollars again off of this song <laughs> because some guy yeah. was drinking grapefruit juice or, or Yeah, it was cranberry ocean, juice actually. Ocean spray yeah. or whatever on his skateboard. And he was but he is older. Like he probably picked it. Well, he probably like, knew the song. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but he has created an entire subcategory. Oh, now. it's a movement. Yeah, it's a movement. There's My a, favorite. There I, is commercials now based off of it. Right. I love the, uh, like the influencers in the wild page, mm-hmm. or you know, there's a there's a few pages that are like that. But I watched one of some girl, like someone recording some girl trying to do that, just like all dressed all cutesy, <laughs> had never been on a longboard before. Her friend yep. was like pushing her on the longboard, but like yep. just out of frame. Yep. Still completely eats it, dumps <laughs> ocean, what, cranberry juice all over herself. It was hilarious. I yeah. live for that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, there's there are a TikTok, accounts that do that. Is there a TikTok genre of just people botching TikToks? Yes. Oh, man. All right. I'm sold. Yeah. It's great. I yeah. don't know. I would get I would get too sucked in. That's the thing. Like at it the does, end of the day, I, yeah. I hate to admit it, but I know that I would because I, like I said, I have always loved that format of creation, creating things. Like when I was a kid, I was always like running around with a little flip video camera, mm-hmm. like trying to make little. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a YouTuber so bad. I feel but everyone like you're missing me, out. It's too late. I'm not going to, what am I going to do on TikTok? No, you're missing out on something that could bring you joy. Like you already are addicted to Instagram. Maybe if you just know going in, okay, I can only watch it for five to 10 minutes. But it's I will tell you, you'll say that and then 45 minutes goes by. That's what I mean. Like, it's like, How did that happen? That's like someone saying, oh, I'm just going to do heroin the one time. Well, I I'm addicted. in deep. I am in deep. Yeah. You're a heroin addict for TikTok. Yeah. I don't know, man. You're starting to maybe convince me, but. You just just, have to get through that first layer of like influencer because that's who they just have on the beginning of your for you page because it's those are the people that are making the account money. Right. But if you can like I found people at the beginning of quarantine that had like a thousand followers and I was like, oh, my gosh, these people are so funny. And now they have like one point one million and they're like making money and ads and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm kind of like salty because I'm like, I've been here since the beginning. Like I've yeah. been here when nobody knew you. Okay. Right. Well, that's how and I felt about Vine, but my yeah. Vines could never compete. They're all lame. But uh, some of the people have stayed true to their craft, which is nice. Yeah. See, that's cool. And that's that's ultimately what bothered me about Vine was like, I, 
there were so many great accounts and I, I'm mad that I can't remember any of their names, but by the end of it, like what they were doing then versus what they mm-hmm. did at the beginning that like sold me was completely different to the point mm-hmm. where I was just like blowing, like I wasn't even watching, you know, I was just scrolling through um, to try and find something new. And that's when mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I'm just going to cut bait here and find yeah. something else. So Did Vine have comments so people could like comment on the Vine? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Okay. The comments are literally the best part of TikTok. Yeah. People are so funny. <laughs> and the thing about the comments is, okay, like I'm really going to show just how absolutely in deep with TikTok I am. Mm-hmm. But the Do thing it. about the comments is there's like a whole other like sub meme category that comes from the just the comments. So at the beginning of quarantine, I didn't really understand that. But now I'm like, that's where you have to go to get the like joke sometimes because there will be like the original. Mm-hmm. So say someone posts something and says something stupid. So say I made a TikTok. I'm like, I'm going to blow a casket. And like people were like, oh my gosh, she's so stupid. This is ridiculous. <laughs> people recreate that in their own twist. Uh-huh. And that'll, that the second version might pop up on your For You page and you don't realize it's a joke. So then you're like, what the heck? Who? Why is this like getting so many views? And it's because it's a play on like someone mm. saying something stupid. So there's a lot of people that are like anti-maskers that were like trying to prove that masks aren't real. And so people were like putting their mask in the blender and they're like, see, this is why masks aren't real. Uh. And so then there's this whole other like discourse that goes on in the comments. And I, the other night, was watching a video of these girls trying to lip sync to a song and they were... Oh my gosh, they were doing it so bad. And I thought that's why the video was like getting traction, but it's because people in the comments were so funny uh-huh. that the comments had more interactions than like the video like oh, liked did. And that's where like that's really where you're getting a lot of people's like inside humor and you kind of mm. feel like you're in on the joke. But man, I asked Ashley, I was like, Do you read the comments? And she's like, No. I'm like, what (laughs) that's like a next level play though you know that's like graduating from heroin to whatever's worse than heroin dude i don't know like bleach fentanyl fentanyl yeah (laughs) it is like there's so okay this is a little tmi but this was big on tiktok right when i got on it the there was a video going around i think it started because there was a girl who asked her boyfriend or her husband how he thought women put feminine products on, <laughs> aka pads. Mm-hmm. And it showed that he had no idea how women do it. He, I want to ask you how you think it is because I don't want to give away the punchline. Pads? Yeah. How do you think women put pads on? To be honest, this whole, that whole like um, concept has eluded me for years. <laughs> so I've literally I just want you not to spent <laughs> any time thinking about it because I know I'll be wrong. Is, okay, just answer it though. How do? What do you think? <laughs> I don't want to. No, I don't. I don't know. My brain can't do that. Okay, well, I won't say it. But anyways, because it's so funny seeing someone's face when they get it wrong. Don't they just like stick it on? Stick it on to your body. No. To your undies. Stick it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there was people on TikTok who thought you stuck it to your body. And so the girls mm. were like, where, 
what is the like logistics of that? And the guys were like, they could not understand it. So there was this whole thing going on. And so girls were going on TikTok and telling lies about like the female anatomy and how like the female anatomy works. Uh, so that's and- where that all started. <laughs> <laughs> See, some of these make their way onto Instagram, right? Yeah. So like I have seen some of them. Okay. So that was like really big, but you had to go into the comments then to see all the other like jokes of it. Mm. And then eventually people were like, you have to stop because there was like young girls that didn't get that it was a joke. Right. And were like, my body's not doing that. Or like, is this real? Do I really need to go do this? And people right. were like, okay. Not like, funny anymore. Yeah. Kind of still, but. It's, I mean, it's funny when you're 29, 28 and you get the joke, but. <laughs> right. That's that's definitely where like all that meme and like pop culture humor for like teens and Gen Z is coming in. But there are some pretty funny stuff that even like millennials get. Mm. So do you think the funnier group of people or the more high quality TikToks come from the younger generations or from the geezers like you and me that are like refinding <laughs> their voice on TikTok? Mm, pro- the people I follow are definitely like post-college to like my age and they're funny because I relate to it they're the younger people like kids gen z I only think are funny on like the for you page because they're talking about um like growing up now and their humor towards stuff so like with the election the joke on tiktok right now is that there's a civil war coming up and so they're trying to coordinate what they're all going to wear to it And so there's like hundreds of these TikToks of them being like, so my mom said that she can drive us if your mom can pick us up. And it's funny because I get that joke. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, To a civil war. Like that makes no sense. Uh, There's some like older people, like older, like 70 to 80 year olds that make it. I follow this guy named Sam and he knits his sweaters and that's all his TikTok is, but it's so wholesome, and that's why I follow it. I cried the first time I watched it. <laughs> Just because he was knitting sweaters. He's he goes, "Hi, I'm Sam Barsky, and this is my sweater. I knitted it, and like he like and he's like, here's a picture of me wearing it at the <laughs> Eiffel Tower, and that's like the whole video." <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just I. I don't really follow any Gen Zers just because it feels weird for me to follow someone who's like not of legal age. I just don't get that really. Mm-hmm. But there's some like really cringy people on TikTok too. So if I hate myself that day, I'll watch that. But right. Yeah. I otherwise, mean, there's re- really cringy stuff on every social media platform. Yeah. But that is the kind of stuff that has kept me from getting on pin- tic- TikTok, pin- yeah. pin- talk pin- pin- talk. on Instagram. <laughs> I just I can't stand watching these girls pretend to know how to dance. Like it makes me want to jump off a bridge every single like they're all uncoordinated. They're just like <laughs> they know they're hot, but like yeah. all they do is like try to dance. They and, go like, like this. Especially the ones that like they're not really even dancing. They just like put on mm-hmm. a song and then they just kind of like sway back and forth with mm-hmm. like no clothes on. These yeah. are the ones that make their way to Instagram and I yes. effing hate it. <laughs> like they're just dead yeah. behind the eyes. I'm not even convinced they're real people. It they're might the ones be making a deep fake. Millions. It's yeah. so dumb though. Yeah. Hate it. There's you should skip the people that do like point of views then. So, you know, like a point of view one is that like 
you're watching them and it's like point of view. You saw your friend like just get dumped or whatever. And they physically hurt me because they're just like, they think they're such amazing actors. Are those and then the ones I run, that are always like subtitled? Uh, sometimes, yeah, depending on what they are. Oh my god, yeah, I've seen and, I've seen enough terrible ones that make me want to yeah. not ever look at any of them again. So, um, yeah, those are pretty bad. But I just stay clear of that. I'm all mm. about people hardcore venting on TikTok. I'm all about people, uh, the weird like sketches. There's this one guy I follow, and he is so funny, but I don't understand any of them. And people will comment, and they're like. So what, what is this? He's like, I don't really know. It's just like what was in my brain. Mm. I'm about that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel about all the like the security stuff that has been going around? I feel like if the government wants me, they've. It's not our government. Yeah, China. but like me downloading TikTok is not going to give them anything new that they couldn't have got through anything else. Yeah, I suppose, but <laughs> don't you think it's weird? I guess it's weird. What is it that they're harvesting our data? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't done any research either, but I also don't know how much of that is true. Oh, it's true. I have an entire New York arm New York Times article pulled up in front of me right now. Um I think I it had know. more to do with the musically app that it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really don't know. But the funny thing to me is I have like, I have a few friends who are super into TikTok or at least were like when it first mm-hmm. started k- gaining traction. And these are all the same people that never shut up about like, mm-hmm. you can't have smart speakers because they're just listening to you or like, I don't want to have my location services on my phone turned on. And I'm like, why do you get why do you get to just like invent your <laughs> own logic choose. here? Yeah. Like if you don't want people <laughs> yeah. to know anything about you, then you should like have a little Nokia flip phone or something. Like right. you can't also be on Twitter and also be on the like one of the most um, data mining apps yeah. that you can have. Like Yeah. <sighs> um I personally like don't subscribe like I know that stuff goes on, but I live and do my world online. Yeah. So, like, my business is all online. I don't know. I can't pick and choose, I don't think. I can't say, well, I'm not going to use TikTok because it, like, harvests my data, but I'm also going to literally spend my entire life on Instagram and Twitter and, yeah, I don't know. all basically the same. Yeah, yeah I th- like, I mean, at I the think- end of the day, they're all probably working together anyways, no matter what the government or news wants to tell us. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Facebook is using your data, is giving your data to the government. I think I think that's where people are getting getting more concerned about this is because there's, like, some evidence that the, the data that is being pulled from TikTok is going to, like, foreign governments for whatever reason. What would they use with that? I have no idea, but what data are they taking? Like, are they able to read stuff on my phone or like my bank account information? Like, I guess I don't understand how data mining works. Me either. But, or is that the whole controversy? Well, there's, there are things like, um, the phone company Huawei is from China and -hmm. they were doing some stuff like that too, where like, basically if you had a Huawei phone, the Chinese government just like had a backdoor into your life. It wasn't just like what mm. you did on some app. It was like oh. they could at any point just like go in and look at what you're doing. 
pretty pretty for sure based on what I've heard on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, but Twitter's like, pretty s- legit. So the, the, <laughs> I mean. the, the thing is, though, like some of these apps, it's not just like looking at what you're doing in the app. Like there are some yeah. apps where like, yeah, it, it could be tracking like keystrokes. It could be tracking, yeah. you know, a lot of different things. If it's up in the background, um, could just like be a portal into your life. So um, I don't know. That's the thing. Like the Facebook data thing, it's mostly just like for ads, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. whatever they're curating a sales marketing um, strategy just for me. Fine. Like I'm okay with that, but <laughs> I do get kind of concerned about like where the line is between them knowing what kind of boots I like and like what bank I use, you know, yeah. and, like, cause it's not a long shot from that to just like hack my bank information probably. Right. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just, I mean, honestly, mostly uninformed by it because I don't understand. I mean, I could read about it, but I wouldn't understand it. Yeah. So I just subscribe to the mentality that if people wanted my information, they would have it and they probably already do. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fair, uh, fair assessment. That's, I mean, that's. That's what I say to people that are afraid of like the government. I don't know why people are always so afraid of like the government, quote unquote, quote unquote or just the like government. Let's just say someone being able to track yeah. you down because of your phone. Yeah. That's not a thing. Like people have been doing that since before phones existed. Right. Like you have always been able to be found for the most yeah. part. Like Yeah. I would kind of rather someone be able to find me if necessary because <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not arrogant enough to think that I'm interesting enough for someone to just like come and try to find me all the time. Yeah. You know, maybe if I was like a celebrity or something, but me just like Jake in my apartment, you know, I've got my location on, on Snapchat. I've, you know, cause most of the time <laughs> having that stuff on serves me some sort of benefit. So if the trade off is someone can come find me, if I'm like suffocating on my bathroom floor, mm-hmm. so be it fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's not going to stop me probably from watching TikTok. Well, I mean, heroin addicts know that heroin is dangerous, so. (laughs) Yeah, my biggest threat to me from TikTok right now is my time management, not China's government, so I'm (laughs) mostly working on that. Maybe that's the ploy is they're trying to make Americans less productive so they can maintain a stronghold. I've thought that, that like... Not to, like, make people less productive, but, like, they could feed me any type of propaganda through TikTok mm-hmm. with, like, very strategically placed accounts. Mm-hmm. And it would take me a while to catch on to it because it's very subtle. Like, mine is pretty curated right now. So when things pop up from different places, like, I'm like, wait, how'd this get on here? And it's usually, like, someone duetting it and they'll pop up. I'm like, oh, good. Mm. <laughs> what? Like, but right. it would take me, like... I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then it would just slowly like wedge in or something. Well, yeah, I, I think the problem is for most people, <clears throat> they wouldn't even have to be all that like strategic about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most people, most people in a certain generation probably acquire all of their information. Their entire worldview is like built up around what they see on social media for the most part. Yeah. Because how do you corroborate any information these days? Like all the news, yeah. like 
whatever you believe about hashtag fake news, like there's no such thing as an unbiased news network. Yeah. You know, so like how do you confirm anything? It seems like the internet is probably where people exchange honest ideas or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's a huge problem. Um, I think there's like a, there's a new Netflix thing about this, the social dilemma. I think there's a huge problem with um, people in social media now where it's just become this massive distraction to like how to actually handle like the world's issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, we established last week or two weeks ago that, uh, you know, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt that there are some of these, like, some of these apps could exist for the sake of, like, being able to sway or manipulate mm-hmm. people, not only just, like, to sell product, but, like, to further a political agenda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is scary There's to definitely- me. That's the scary thing to me is that, because my brain is very malleable based on what I see on the internet. As much as mm-hmm. I like pretend to seem like I'm together, like mm-hmm. if I see something on the internet, there's a good chance that I'm gonna be like, I'm at least gonna ponder it, you know. Yeah. And if it takes a whole lot of research, like I'll do more research than most people. Mm-hmm. But knowing that, most people will just take it, and be like, oh, true, sounds good yeah. to me, you know. Yes, there is definitely that going on on TikTok where. Um, like for example, there's like a lot of conspiracy stuff on there because mm. it gets a ton of views because it's super interesting and it's quick. Right. Provocative. So but it's like no at no point do they offer up any reliable sources, which we talked about two weeks ago that like that's a big cornerstone of conspiracy theories is that there are no like sources to it. <laughs> right. But like people can really form an opinion on TikTok and if it gets enough traction. Granted, like there's enough interaction on the app that most people are like pushing back and questioning it, or you can duet it and question it. Mm-hmm. There's like obviously conversation being had, but like, um, there's a lot of hateful rhetoric from different political parties, and it mm. gets views, and other people agree with it, and it's yeah. just another social media platform that people can air out what they think behind a screen like it's right. still like your face and stuff but it's still like disconnected from society mm-hmm. um so that is pretty crazy to watch because i'm like it's it's a different app but it's the same issues it's just more i don't know creatively it's done i guess a different rapper <laughs> yeah exactly it's wrapped up differently yeah so i try to just stick to the funny stuff hey, i can that's all I do. <laughs> I try really hard to not be too serious about anything. So I had one question that I was going to ask you because you, up until this episode, have been pretty against TikTok. I'm still pretty against it, yeah. I'm not, I'm okay. not downloading it as we speak by any means. Okay. So there is an argument that every generation of <clears throat> teenagers faces backlash from the generations above them. So because of the things that they're into, whether it's fashion or technology or the TV shows or whatever that they're, or the music, like that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that this applies to TikTok as well? And is it similar to how we were told by our parents and grandparents that like video games and cell phones were pointless? I think that, I think that yes, it applies to TikTok, but I think more broadly, it just applies to the concept of 
social media more so mm-hmm. than anything else. Like I don't there's nothing really unique about TikTok. You know, mm-hmm. when you really when you really dig down to it, like it's a different way of doing something that's been done before, which is people posting content to this abyss and receiving mm-hmm. feedback on it in some some mm-hmm. form or fashion. So um I think that is where more of the backlash comes from. Like even just talking to I mean, our parents are relatively older than most of our peers' parents, I would say. Mm-hmm. So like they're a little bit more removed from this these sort of sorts of things. But um even talking to like friends that I have that are a little bit older than I am that didn't really get in on like the wave of like when social media was starting to happen. Like people that were maybe in college when I was in middle school, when you were in high mm-hmm. school, you know, a few, mm-hmm. a few years older than us, even they like really don't understand how to use it. It's kind of funny. Like texting someone who's in like their mid thirties or forties mm-hmm. is like texting our parents. Like they, yes. they text a very different way, you yes. know, and they're not, they're not ingrained into the social media thing. So I think that by and large, a lot of people that didn't really grow up with the idea of it kind of don't understand it and view it as like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, to answer your question in shorter amount of words, yes. <laughs> what do you, I mean, what do you think? I think it's, um, yeah, like I didn't really think about that until I read about it. I feel like I'm always like, like my gravestone's going to say, I read an article that said, <laughs> Um, but yes, that's what, you know, I read like, you know, whatever. And that's, it pointed that out to me that like, um, I am now in a generation that is projecting that onto another generation before it was me. And now that I'm old enough, Mm, right. I am now in the generation that's saying, "Ah, that's just so stupid. Or look at the style that they're wearing. Like, that's stupid. Why are they wearing that? Oh, their music is just, I would never listen to that. And um, that teenagers always just, they're in an age where they express themselves. We didn't really grow up with social media. We talked about that. I think for our last years, like new years, we talked about the boom of social media, the decade recap episode. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just different. Like we just don't have, we didn't have that. We didn't grow up with it really till we were older, mm-hmm. but the same things, you know, I remember the trends that I did in middle school and high school and our dad being like, that is so stupid. Why are you doing that? And he like got like mad at me about it because he just didn't understand it. Yeah. And so I always want to be careful about the things that just because I don't understand it that teens are using that I'm not just like, this is stupid just because I don't understand it or I'm unwilling to understand it. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely. Go ahead. There are definitely some apps that have come out in our generational span, like Ask FM, which are stupid and harmful in a lot of different ways. Yeah, that one messed Um, me up too. (laughs) So there's things like that. But they're, I mean, they fall by the wayside. The the Mm -hmm. apps that can, I mean, we're in a broken world, so everything's going to have negatives. Right. But like Instagram has stood the test of time. I think it's going to stand l- way longer than Facebook will. Yeah. Um, Twitter has really picked up momentum. And I think TikTok is going to be one of those things too. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like a mini YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
Like people who don't want to make those big videos are going to go to TikTok. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like impossible to do anything on YouTube these days. Like yeah. the bar- like I said, the barrier of entry is really high. Like yeah. You have to really have good chops um, or be willing to invest a lot of time and resources to develop those chops like and hope that they still carry over five or 10 years from now when mm-hmm. you are at that level. But people from TikTok um, will will be asked like, oh, can you do a YouTube video? Like usually tutorials or like um, influencer-ish people, lifestyle TikTokers will be asked like, oh, can you make a YouTube video for that longer content? But like very rarely are people going to YouTube just because right. it's so competitive. Yeah, it's a completely different animal. Um, what I was going to say is, don't you think that our generation will probably have more empathy towards these things than maybe our parents or even like people that are 10 or 20 years older than us? Like when we, when we have kids and whatever goofy hologram <laughs> VR apps they're, yeah. you know, spending their time in, I, I can't. I can't imagine that we will be just like completely in the dark about them. Just, yeah. Just like given how our brains are wired, like we kind of always need our fix too. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, better definitely. or for worse. So like, I mean, my criticisms of it aren't that like, ugh, the concept of social media is so stupid. Right. My criticisms of it are the same criticisms I have of Instagram and anything is just like, just put some clothes on and stop dancing like an idiot. <laughs> You know, like do something actually creative. Like I think the thing that I love about Instagram is like at the very beginning when I first got sucked into it was just like how creative people could be. Like I love Mm -hmm. seeing people like take really dope pictures or like really Mm -hmm. cool videos and um, musicians posting things. And I loved how people could be creative on Vine. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm all for like really any avenue for people to be creative and to like mm-hmm. think about things and especially if if it helps them process the world that they're living in like mm-hmm. i think comedy is a really really valuable part of life being mm-hmm. able to like being able to take something that's kind of heavy and kind of poke fun at it or like you know mm-hmm. i think people get so ingrained in like their viewpoints or whatever that they can't they can't turn around and like see how silly things are sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really valuable skill. And I think if there's like a whole generation of kids that are growing up learning how to be funny uh, about things that are really serious and not to say that they're not taking them seriously, but just like being able to digest it in a, maybe it's a healthier way to digest it than like being all pent up and full of rage all the time. Yeah. And being creative, like, dude, do it. They've definitely like have created an interesting community during a time where I don't know if that will ever be replicated. Right. Um, so something that is funny about that, that like you're saying they're finding a way to deal with it is during one of Trump's rallies, a viral, a TikTok started going viral and then a trend started going viral of people booking tickets to the rally. (laughs) Yep. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw this. It was all over the news. <clears throat> um, and the it was sold out, but it was just from kids that saw it on TikTok. And so there was yep. like a stadium of like, I don't know how many. It was a huge stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was and, a, an arena, right? Yeah, and like no nobody was there. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that so, was that was the rally. I mean, that was the one that was. They've all been controversial just because of the pandemic, but that one was uh-huh. super controversial because it was at the beginning. It was kind of like the first thing that. Yeah. Everything had shut down, but it was kind of the first thing that was going to be held still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to like give away my my political opinions on this on this podcast, but I thought it was funny just like in true Trump fashion was just being very like overselling it like, oh, there's going to mm-hmm. be three million people there or, you know, <laughs> whatever he had to say. And then it was yeah. such a flop because of a bunch of kids on the Internet like. Yes. I just, I have to believe that regardless of your political affiliation, like that is hilarious, isn't it? Right. Like for me, someone who's like very neutral politically, maybe that's why I can laugh at all this stuff Mm because I think that is just hilarious. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people like are going to be mad at me for saying even that. So yeah, whatever, man. I just think it's so unique. That would never happen any other time because nothing... just doesn't go as viral as quickly or trends pick up as quickly as that. Right. Except maybe Reddit would probably be the only thing I could think of that is Reddit similar and Im- trend imagery, wise. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I think that's that's good. Yeah. All about it. So are I you guess. gonna get it after this? Uh, I might download it. I might see what happens. Yeah, but Yeah. I'll send I'll keep sending you the funny ones and keep baiting well, you. Well, see, that's the thing them. is I get all the good ones from you. Like I don't really need to go <laughs> d- discover them myself. I have my own. They're cur- curated for you and then you you curate them yeah. for me. So I've held back sending you some because I'm like, "Oh, he thinks TikTok's stupid, so he won't think this is funny." But like I know you're the only per- other person who would think it was funny as me. Yeah. So I'm like, I I don't know if I should keep sending them to you. I mean, I'm not against TikTok. I'm against. Do you watch the them when I send them? On TikTok, yeah. Okay. Sometimes yeah. you don't respond, so I'm like, I don't know if he's uh, even watching. I, I don't respond to many people these days. Oh, okay. I'm becoming a hermit in my own right. You'll do this thing where, like, I'll send you a video. You won't text <laughs> me back for like two days, but you're texting. You're gonna text me about something else. So, so you'll comment about the video. You'll go like, ha 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 ha. Anyways, <laughs> and you'll yeah. Say, and I'm like, he just. Like wants to know that he got what I said. <laughs> at, at least you know I'm not just blowing you off. Would True. you rather? Would you rather me just like not respond to the thing? No. Yeah. I'd see. rather you respond. I'm still yeah. acknowledging it. Yeah. A lot of times I get things when I'm doing something else, and yeah. so I am like, okay, yeah, I'll respond to that later, and then completely forget. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. So, all right. Well. Cool. So Jake and I do go-tos every week. <laughs> so Jake, what's your go-to this week? Oh, I, I really <laughs> dropped the ball on this one. Uh, my go-to this week is uh, hot tea. Mm. Yeah, I used, to, I used to drink tea all the time. I used to be a big green tea guy. Um, recently, my girlfriend and I um, did a fire pit night with a couple of our friends and um, us being the alcoholics that we are, we had to think of some sort of like seasonal kind of cutesy drink to make. And since we we're outside and it's kind of chilly and we're by the fire, we decided to do um, hot toddies, which Ooh. I always thought had hot tea in it. But I guess traditionally it's just hot water and lemon and bourbon. Oh. Uh, anyway, we used raspberry tea and it was a banger. So I've been mm. drinking the raspberry tea um, virgin during the workday. <laughs> 
Uh, and it's great, you know. I don't think this tea has any caffeine in it, which I, I try not to drink too much caffeine, so it works out. But I'm starting to reignite my my uh, like for hot tea. So that was a lot of words to say. I like tea. What's your uh, yeah. What's your go to this week? So mine is caffeine. Uh, it's the mm. pumpkin spiced cream cold brew from Starbucks, mm. and it's actually been my go to for the last couple of weeks. But okay, yes. So it is different than a pumpkin spice latte. Still as basic is, though, right? It is. That's fine. It's um the cream that it's like whipped or like low key whipped cream. So you get a cold brew and they pour the foam. Yeah. Whipped cream foam on top and that's what's flavored with pumpkin but you have to get it with no vanilla because the vanilla is in the cold brew and it's too sweet mm. so you want it like the bitter cold brew and then the sweet pumpkin top and it tastes just like pumpkin pie so if you like pumpkin pie this is it like it's not sweet or like artificially flavored because i read in an article <laughs> that they use actual pumpkin puree is what the key is mm. Like actual so, fake pumpkins or like actual, actual pumpkins? Um, They put pumpkins in a can. Mm, okay. They squish them into there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it is so good. And listen, I don't freaking care. If anyone wants to call me basic, I don't care because it's good. Like you calling me hey, basic, like not just you, just somebody. I was just being memey. Hey, like what you like, I man. mean. That's fine. That's what I say to people like, who get who make fun of me for not liking beer anymore. They just say, hey, man. Or people that are like, like you like. like White Claws. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so basic. I drink the Black Can Trulies like a little girl. It's fine. I know. They're I so them. good. Yes. Just do you. Just let people enjoy the drinks they like. Exactly. Preach. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And if you want to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.